0: Classic Plastic Podcast. Here's your host, Jonathan Plastic.
1: What is good, everybody? Welcome into to the Classic Plastic Podcast, Season 6, Episode 26, coming at you on January the 28th, 2022. So here's the deal. Uh, last week, I was in... Uh, Oklahoma, seeing some friends talk about that a little bit coming up here in just a moment, but no podcast last week simply because sometimes it's okay to just take a small break, even in the height of the season, to go see some good old friends so hopefully you guys understand that, welcome to the show, if you guys are new here, you can go find me on Instagram and on Facebook at Classic Classic Podcast and you can shoot me an email, Classic at gmail.com some really exciting news. If you guys are into YouTube at all, I hinted at this a couple weeks ago and I finally pulled the trigger. Go over to YouTube, type in Classic Plastic Podcast. First off, you're going to see a lot of old podcasts of mine on an alternate YouTube channel that I made a long time ago. On the Classic Plastic Podcast YouTube channel, I'm going to be posting primarily shorts. So just going to try and get some traction here. Uh, using the biggest platform, in my opinion, in the world. I know TikTok is huge. I'm not going to TikTok. There's just reasons why I'm not going to do that. But go over to YouTube. Check out Classic Plastic Podcasts on YouTube. It's going to be different content. You guys might hear some of the stuff that I say in the show has to be six 60 seconds or less. So I'm probably going to beef it up a little bit, you know, pick probably not the games. I'm going to give you maybe the keys to the game uh, and do some reactionary stuff as the game goes on. Uh, That way is a little bit more interaction throughout the week. We'll see how that works. If you guys are interested, go drop a subscribe over on Classic Plastic Podcast on YouTube. I uh, want to give a big shout-out to my partners on the show, Coach Easy Fitness, Saved by Christ Apparel, Podmatch.com, and Poddex as well. And you can listen to this program on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, I missed something in there. I said Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, yeah, just, just pick wherever you're at. I mean, like, I have literally like worked my fingers to the bone. I don't know why my fingers had to do anything with it, but I've worked my fingers to the bone with this thing because I want to get it out there where it can be recognized on all the different platforms. So that's what we're going to do in today's show block. Number one. Yes, we, uh, I picked the games last week. I went three and one. I've secured the victory in the pick 'em against the high school guys. So very excited about that. Uh, But, you know, I'm going to give you my my take on last week's games. We're going to kind of go back through, in my opinion, what is the best um, singular weekend of football we have ever had. For the first time since 2010, both one seeds go down in flames on Saturday. And we're like, well, there's no way tomorrow's football can get better. It came down to a final second field goal on both games. Little did we know. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs had a lot in store. Tom Brady behind the eight ball, again, almost pulled off the upset. We will go through all of those games coming up here in just a moment. But to start off a little bit, we had some coaching news that took off over the past couple of days. Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, is headed to Denver. And from uh, everything that I've heard out there is that he is going to be the best press conference that you can imagine. So looking forward to hearing from Nathaniel Hackett as he moves forward as the Denver head coach. And then I'm going to screw this name up 100 percent. The Chicago Bears hire Matt Eberflus. To be the head coach, say that a billion times fast, Eber Flus. Uh, former defensive uh, coordinator for Indianapolis, has never been a head coach. So here's here's what I'm going to say about both of these hires. And again, I, this could be completely off base. I thought Urban Meyer was going to be a decent hire. These guys to me right now, and this isn't fair, but they're not a big name. Nathaniel Hackett is only a big name because it has Aaron Rodgers possibly going to Denver attached to it. That's the only reason why people are interested in that. Other than that, do you care? Like Nathaniel Hackett, I think, is like 42 years old, has some kids. Like, Does it matter? Uh, is that the type of guy that you want leading your organization? Because if you're not going to stick with him for 10-plus years, like Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers to me, I thought it was going to be a joke. And he has turned his team into a bona fide contender every year took his team to the Super Bowl loss of the Chiefs in a comeback had a bit a down year with injuries back in FC championship this year at SoFi Stadium we'll talk about that game in a game where they have beaten the Rams twice this season Kyle Shanahan is the in my opinion he is the epitome of what the head coaching jobs should look like who you want to strive to be you're not going to find an Andy Reid. you're not going to find a Bill Belichick laying around But if you can find a guy that has long time connection with the NFL, like Kyle Shanahan, you are doing the absolute best job you can. Again, I think these guys might be successful. Again, the Colts made Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator, look really good for a long time. Same thing with Nathaniel Hackett and Green Bay as he was the offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is a big fan of this guy, and we'll talk about Rodgers and and where he's going to go later on. He was named the second uh, or back-to-back MVP of the NFL, Aaron Rodgers was, of the regular season. So there's going to be a ton of stuff we're going to talk about Again, we have off-seasons to talk about this type of stuff. We have football still to come here this weekend. So that's what I'm going to be here to talk about. We started off this past week with a bang. We were in Tennessee, the number one overall seed in the AFC. Again, where we thought the Titans weren't super serious all year. Like We we knew Derrick Henry was a stud, and we know that he always will be a stud, correct? (laughs) But it came down to the defense getting nine sacks on Joe Burrow and some misplays here and there by Ryan Tannehill. He throws a few picks. Ryan Tannehill's future in Tennessee up in the air. We'll certainly see with that one in the offseason as well. I'll ask a couple of guys to be on the show. and We'll talk about the possible future places of these quarterbacks because Deshaun Watson's still floating out there as well. But as we got to the final seconds, Evan McPherson, the rookie kicker out of Florida, delivered this game winner.
0: 52-yard attempt. McPherson trying to kick the Bengals into the AFC Championship. Harris, the snapper. Huber will hold it. 52-yard. Sweeps the leg. McPherson. He's got it. Cincinnati wins. They are going to the AFC Championship game for the first time since 1988.
1: And they close the shot there with Ryan Tannehill. Again, Ian Eagle on the call, CBS, courtesy of them uh, on the television screen there. So McPherson kicks them into the AFC Championship game for the first time since the 80s. They are 2-0 and all time in the AFC Championship game. Obviously, different players, different time period. But just something to know that history is a little bit on the Cincinnati Bengals side. So then that night... We had what was the biggest spread of last week. It was five and a half points. Packers were favored by five and a half. This is where I whiffed. Uh, This was my one loss last week. I picked Green Bay minus the points. I thought Rodgers would come out and uh, essentially just play old school Packers football. The Rodgers of the regular season. All of a sudden now he's in the conversation with like... You know, we had Peyton Manning conversations about regular season stuff. Like Rodgers, yes, he's won one Super Bowl and he's won countless number of playoff games. He's been to one Super Bowl, won one Super Bowl. Like at the stage where Patrick Mahomes is early in his career, he's one of two. He's already been to more conference championships and been to more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. So Rodgers comes out. Uh, It's 10 to three in the fourth quarter and neither one of these teams had played very well. uh, Just to be honest with you, Packers went down and scored the opening touchdown from there. Pretty much a stalemate the entire game. I watched the entire game and it came down to uh, four minutes and 52 seconds left in the game. And San Francisco was forcing Green Bay to punt once again. And of course, Joseph Buck gives us this great call here on Fox.
0: And that's five sacks for this defense in each of the last 3 games and it's bl- The return for the touchdown after the block by Jordan Willis and the special teams. Packers has given up. They had the block field goal before the end of the half. And now the block punt that results in a touchdown.
1: And that is Troy Aikman, obviously the color commentator there for that game. Here, let's give you some stats on that game. Jimmy Garoppolo, 11 of 19, 131 yards and one interception. That's it. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, 20 of 29, 225. No touchdowns, no picks. Sacked five times. Elijah Mitchell, 53 yards rushing. Debo Samuel, 39 yards rushing. Again, A.J. Dillon went out with an injury. uh, Had the touchdown. Seven rushes, 25 yards. Aaron Jones... With uh, 41 yards on the ground, 129 through the air. Devontae Adams with 90 as well. So if you look at the stat line, Green Bay won that game. But San Francisco right now is showing defense and special teams will get the job done in the playoffs. And a guy that's not going to screw the game up. I know we talked about Ryan Tannehill being a game manager. But right now, Ryan Tannehill's under scrutiny because he didn't take care of the football. Jimmy G takes care of the football. Yes, he had one pick in that game. He had an 11.9 QBR in that game. Rodgers, 19.4. One of the worst performances combined in an NFC divisional playoff game ever. All time. And the Niners escape with a 13-10 to 10 victory. To go on to play, they would have to go either way. To the Rams or to the Buccaneers. And we go to Sunday afternoon where the Rams were absolutely scorching in the first half. But like Tom Brady does... Had his team down only 27-20 with 46 seconds left. And Leonard Fournette delivers this. This is Al Michaels on NBC.
0: Brady's going to hand it off. It's Fournette. He's going to take it to the end zone.
1: And so with 42 seconds left, that is where they got to. But unfortunately for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, on the other side, Cooper Cup and... Matthew Stafford. He's got there. A
0: cup. Stafford. Deep downfield. He's got cup again. He's at the 10. Stafford says, let's get down there. We gotta we gotta clock it. We gotta get the field goal. Clock running down. They
1: have- they would end up spiking the football with six seconds left. Matt Gay would come out, kick the game winner, and send the Rams to the NFC Championship game where they would host the San Francisco 49ers. Here's the stat line on Matt Stafford. 28 of 38, 366, two touchdowns. While Tom Brady threw for uh, 54 times, 30 completions, 329 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Again, just one of those things where... On a day where the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could not get anything going early, they forgot about the most important player on the field for the Rams, and that is Cooper Cup. Nine receptions, 183 yards, and one touchdown. 11 targets was how Cooper Cup makes the Los Angeles Rams a divisional winner in the NFC, and they will host the 49ers coming up this week. And then we had the nightcap. The nightcap that we were like, you know what? This is going to be the best game all weekend. We had three come down to the wire last second field goals. I was like, there's no way it's getting topped. If you guys aren't big fans or somehow lived under a rock this past week, listening to sports podcast, here we go. We're going to step through the final two minutes of the Chiefs and the Bills game right here. So we pick it up in the fourth quarter. Two minutes left. 26-21 Kansas City on fourth down and 13. And here was the call from Jim Nance on CBS.
0: On the inside, some of these guys. Allen fires it into wide open. Remarkable. Touchdown, Buffalo Davis again. This is uh, it just is impossible, a strike.
1: And that was, yeah, Tony. Tony gets so excited. I love Tony Romo. Uh, that was Gabriel Davis's third touchdown of the night. They would get the two-point conversion to go up 29-26, a minute 54 to go. Okay? So after a Kelsey completion, then Patrick Mahomes does his thing with one twelve left in the game. Again, 29-26 Buffalo at this point. Again, Jim Nance.
0: Down the middle. It's him!
1: 64 yards from Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. Again, three timeouts, one minute and two seconds left on the clock, and the Buffalo Bills have a chance. After defensive pass interference, it's first and ten, 17 seconds left in the game, and again, 33-29 Chiefs. Buffalo looking to get the win. Again, Mr. Jim Nance, great broadcaster. 17 seconds.
0: Down the middle to the- Touchdown number four on the night for Davis.
1: And of course, they show this replay over and over and over again. Gabriel Davis, uh, four touchdowns in a divisional playoff game has never been done by any receiver ever, uh, not even Jerry Rice. Like, that's how unbelievable that game was. The reality is, 13 seconds and three timeouts is. is literally zero time, like count to 13 in your head. I mean, I can sit here and do 13 seconds of of this podcast, no problem. 13 seconds is what was left on the clock. The Buffalo Bills kicked it through the back of the end zone. A lot of discussion that they should have squibbed it, gotten some time off the clock. Analytics tells me, and again, I, I don't have all these machines that are telling these NFL coaches what to do. But what I see is... 75 yards is tough for any team. It's how Buffalo then went about defending the Chiefs that got him in trouble. This is the play with 12 seconds left, first play of the Chiefs' drive.
0: That to this right there, here's to hill. Hill. They, they have a chance. And they quickly. They actually have a chance to get Bucker and field goal range here.
1: Antonio oh, said gosh. he had a chance. Here's the next They're play.
0: Right away, right now, is someone in the middle. Down the middle. Oh my goodness! It's gonna be a 48-yard attempt. Only 48 yards. That's what it'll be.
1: So two plays results in a Harrison Bucker 49-yard attempt that sounded like this. So
0: hundreds of thousands around the corner. The kick is good. It's going to overtime.
1: Checking- and so the Chiefs would get the ball in overtime. Yes, Josh Allen called heads. A lot of people have a discussion about calling heads, calling tails, whatever. It gets down. Kansas City runs uh, about seven plays to get into the touchdown range. And here is the game winner. Again, Jim Nance.
0: Looking to the end zone This is just unfathomable. The Bills had won this game. It was over. Josh Allen with a perfect postseason. And Patrick Mahomes somehow comes out there and shows the world I'm still here. Andy Reid.
1: (laughs) Okay. So Tony goes on forever. Again, I love Tony Romo. Sometimes he babbles, but he gets his point across. So the Kansas City Chiefs, they move on 42-36. Everybody the next day, and I've been wanting to talk about this all week. So this is a great time to talk about it. Kansas City wins the game because of a coin toss. A lot of people think Josh Allen gets the ball, they go down score there in the AFC Championship game hosting. I don't disagree. I watched the game front to back, back to front. Uh went back, watched the highlights, watched the game again. It is one of the all time greats, if not the greatest game we've ever seen, certainly in recent history. The reality is, is that overtime, in a lot of people's opinion, doesn't work. Including, here we go. Here's the point that I'm getting to. The 2018 Kansas City Chiefs. If you remember right, it was at Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes' first postseason. And Tom Brady, still a member of the Patriots, gets the coin toss, goes down and scores in overtime, and they go on to win the Super Bowl. That was a cakewalk, by the way. That was against the Rams. Chiefs would have dominated the Rams, I believe, in that Super Bowl, and Patrick would have gotten back-to-back whenever he beat the 49ers. Here's the reality. Chiefs went to the NFL, said, hey, we need to review overtime rules, even if it's just in the postseason. Just in the postseason like just the, the teams need to both have a chance in the playoffs. every team including the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> including the Buffalo Bills said no they're like nope, cry baby um, you know it happened to you it's you know it's not that big of a deal uh, we like the way that it is so we're gonna move on. That's the reality of it. The day that the game finished, the night that that game finished between Buffalo and Kansas City this year, people were crying about it. The reality is is that people forget so quickly that just four short years ago, the Kansas City Chiefs were the ones campaigning for the overtime rules to change. So whenever you get to the point, Kansas City wanted that opportunity for Josh Allen. Like maybe the luck of the coin toss is what it is. But in my opinion, overtime in the postseason has to be discussed, obviously has to be discussed. But to me, I think we do a modified version of the college football overtime. I know people don't like college football overtime. It's inside the 25. It's very physical. Here's what I'm proposing. No kickoffs. Uh, there's a coin toss, but you get to choose whether you're offense or defense. All the teams start at the 50-yard line. Okay? Okay. So the reason that I'm saying the 50-yard line is if you're at the 25, okay, and you get zero yards, that's a 42-yard field goal for a professional kicker, okay? 42 yards, very simple for a lot of professional kickers. I know extra points are hard, whatever. We can have that discussion later. But that's 42 yards if you start at the 25. So you start at the 50. That way, they must get into field goal range. You don't just automatically put them there. And if you're, you know, third and 10 from the 50 yard line or fourth and 10 from the 50 yard line, you have to go for it. It is essentially, to me, bringing up a game. You're allowing the game to happen without the coin toss happening. So you're modifying the college football overtime rules from the 25 back to the 50. I agree with everything else the college does. Um, if the first team scores, kick an extra point. Other team comes out, scores, kicks an extra point. We flip sides of the field. Defense becomes offense. Same thing. But in double overtime, you got to start going for two. Just like college football. Get two timeouts. And that's it. In my opinion, that's that would be the thing to fix it. Don't do it from the 25 because then that doesn't change anything. And it's a lot more plays. I know they're trying to take away plays. That's how I would take care of of, uh, professional overtime. You guys let me know what you think over on Instagram and on Facebook at Classic Plastic Podcast. Go subscribe over to the Classic Plastic Podcast YouTube channel as well. I'm going to be posting a short tonight, promoting the first ever video on there and the podcast coming out. So, whenever we come back on the other side of the break, there are four games just kidding there's down to two we're down to two because i missed last week again sorry about that life got in the way love friends do what you do two games afc championship nfc championship picking those coming up on the other side of the break you are listening to the classic plastic podcast Social at Classic Plastic Podcast, or you can comment on the new YouTube video. I don't care. Let me know what you listen on, what platform you listen on—Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, all the above. The reason why I want to know is my analytics says still 31% of people are listening from an other device. I have Spotify numbers, I have Apple Podcast numbers, I have all these what other places are you listening to this from are you following a facebook link and that's why it's screwing things up i I just want to know go let me know over on instagram facebook or now on youtube at classic plastic podcast we have two games coming up this weekend which by the way uh, we're going to get to those here in a moment i'm going to tell you about my story from last week uh i'm not a father yet um and we're not expecting either but last week we went to go see some friends down oklahoma city last that last time we saw these friends i think you guys remember this story if you've been listening long enough where we had a car breakdown on the way back from oklahoma city so it's the same friends uh we get down there obviously a new car um and they have two young little boys a three-year-old and close to a two-year-old now and just awesome kids like fantastic kids love the parents love the kids they're, they're awesome people Uh, well, one of the plans was the boys because they have two young boys and then me and the father were going to go to an indoor playground. And I've never been to one of these things. Like again, I'm not a father, not expecting whatever. Like I'm just, I'm like, sure. Yeah. Sounds like fun. We're going to go jump on trampolines, jump in ball pits, all that stuff. Sounds like a great time. Well, we get there and it's like a million little people are running around. And that to me is scary. Okay. So like kids don't necessarily scare me. There's a, ton of kids there. And it's like, you're talking like 90 degree turns where concussions could happen here at this indoor playground. And I'm a grown man and we can follow them. You know, we can follow the kids that we're watching, um, up into the play place because they wouldn't have played otherwise. They were, you know, they wanted to be attached to dad and I played with the older one and it was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, but okay. So here's the story. So if you've ever been to one of these, typically, you know, there's some steps that they go up that are about a foot and a half tall, okay? So a foot and a half tall. And again, you know, that's not that bad. A foot and a half, they kind of jump down, you know, woohoo, have a good time. Well, we're about getting ready to go. And um, we're like, hey, Elliot, we got to go. And dad's coming down with, with uh, your brother. And hey, we, we got to get this thing going. He's like, okay. And so he starts jumping down one by one, right? And then I'm standing at the bottom and he like charges up like he's like ready to, you know, take off like a uh, Dragon Ball Z character. I really was never into that. And he just straight yeets. Dead like trust falls, but face first. And I can't catch him. At this point, I cannot catch him. He is He's literally diving right beside me. I didn't know he was coming down both steps. He decided he wanted to go down both steps at the very end and have me catch him. I did not know this. And so he goes front-facing trust fall and just bites the foam. You know, they have like three-inch foam thick on the floor. Absolutely puts his front teeth into the foam. And you know what? I did what any I think good father slash mother would do in that in that situation. Say you're okay, you're good. If you don't freak out, they don't freak out. It's what I've heard. Again, I don't have kids, I don't know. I said, "Hey, you're good." And he looks up at me, and he has just he has no blood. Luckily, which is great. Didn't lose a tooth. But he looks up at me, and he just had this this massive red streak down the front of his face where he had face-planted. Luckily, he didn't break his nose either. But that was a great time. I uh, absolutely loved getting to hang out with uh, some friends down in Oklahoma City. Uh, so sorry about no podcast. But that's partially why I started the YouTube Shorts channel, is if I'm not going to have a podcast, I'm still going to at least pick my games on YouTube Shorts. So go over there, subscribe. Ooh, dang burp. I had many corn dogs for dinner. Sheesh. So good. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. Let's get to the games this weekend. Again, two games is going to be kind of a shorter block because we don't have to worry about all the extra games going on right now. The Kansas City Chiefs are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. OK, a lot of these a lot of these places, you know, plus one twenty five, uh, all this stuff. OK, so we know where we know where we're going right now. Kansas City Chiefs, again, the, the highest remaining seed in the playoffs. Again, pulling off one of the greatest uh, games and comebacks, in my opinion, in NFL history. I think that game is not going to be topped, um, just in my opinion. So we're going to break these down in depth and against the spread. I've already clinched, so I'm not feeling the pressure to go one way or the other. I'm going to pick it as if I'm going to bet money on these games, and I am not. Okay. Again, I love using OddShark.com for this because they do tens of thousands of simulations. Same thing with ESPN FBI, if that's your choice. Um, But again, I go to OddShark because I think their computer models are pretty accurate. So here is the game that is going to be coming up first on January 30th, coming up on Sunday. The Bengals are at the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, the favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. Um, again, that stuff can change. Like going into the playoffs, it was like Packers, Bucks, Chiefs, Titans, you know, and, and three of those teams are gone. Um, so here we go. Here we go. Sorry. Enough with the, with the, you know, vocal bouquets of these other teams. Kansas City is a seven and a half point favorite at home. And I thought a lot about this game. Uh, obviously, I live in Kansas City. Uh, They were my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. And whenever I am around Kansas City folk, and I love them to death. If you guys listen, you're from Kansas City, let me know. But the reality is, is that sometimes the homer glasses can come on. I have at this point, my homer glasses for the Cowboys have faded significantly because I know they're the Cowboys. The Chiefs have been unstoppable in my opinion, for the past decade. They've won six straight AFC West titles. Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes combined. Again, Alex Smith is not like all-time great Hall of Fame status. But whenever they found Patrick and they went with Patrick and you saw what he could do, you knew he was an all-time great. Probably, (laughs) you could have very early said he's going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever play, maybe the best. And I still stand by that if you go back and you watch the pass that he had against the Buffalo Bills where it was a essentially three quarter arm slider underneath the guy's arm to Tyreek Hill for a pickup of 12. One of the greatest throws I've ever seen. And it was only for 12 yards, but the ball actually curved in the air. Like it's almost impossible for a football to curve. And it did. Kansas City and Cincinnati. Cincinnati, in my opinion, has been a great story. I think they're going to be a threat for years to come because here's the deal. Cincinnati is going to have 47 plus million dollars in cap space to play with this offseason. 47 million. You go out, you get Joe Burrow, some offensive linemen, you fortify that defense. You have a quarterback and a wide receiver on a rookie contract. T. Higgins is still on a rookie contract and Joe Mixon's a good running back. And you really don't necessarily need a great running back anymore. But this is going to be a team to be reckoned with. I could see the Chiefs And the Bengals playing a lot. I know we wanted to make the Bills that next team. And I think they're up there as well. But we wanted to make Lamar Jackson. Like, and we want to make the Browns this year. Like, there are a lot of teams that just don't have the guy. And I don't think Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield is the guy. But I think Joe Burrow is the guy. And I think Josh Allen and obviously Patrick Mahomes is the guy. So all that to say, Kansas City minus seven and a half. Odd Shark has the final scores 35 to 17 Chiefs. Let that one sink in for a second. Doubling up, essentially, the Cincinnati Bengals. I get the Chiefs are at home. They're 10-9 and nine against the spread. Same thing. Cincinnati is 12-7 and seven against the spread. Both these teams pretty decent against the spread, but not great. Seven and a half points. The Chiefs don't win games by seven and a half that often. They just don't. I've talked about this during the season. They don't win games by seven and a half or more. Playoff Chiefs are different, in my opinion. They blew out the Steelers, which a lot of people, in some opinion, said, listen, this was the best-case scenario for the Chiefs because, yeah, they didn't get the bye, but in their opinion, they got kind of a favorable, obviously a favorable first-round matchup against the Steelers, which, by the way, we'll talk about Big Ben's retirement after the Super Bowl. I think that that deserves its own block. Um, but not going to talk about it right here. But yes, Ben Roethlisberger did retire uh, from the NFL. Uh, Cincinnati is a tough team. But they took out the Titans. And they took out Derrick Henry straight off of an injury. Again, on a regular season, if Derrick Henry is healthy and has been running for an additional eight weeks, I don't think that they win that game. I think they're a year early. I think they're a little cocky. Interested to see what Joe Burrow's reaction is going to be after this game, but give me Kansas City minus seven and a half. Against my better judgment, I'm going to take Kansas City to win this game by 10 to 14. If I were to put a spread limit on that, I would with the Chiefs winning. By the way, the over-under is 54 and a half. 81% take the over. This is people that are actually betting on the game. And then... We'll see who they play in the Super Bowl. San Francisco 49ers, will it be a rematch of three years ago? Or will it be the Rams, who we thought they were going to play four years ago? The Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites. They are at home. Again, they will be at home for the Super Bowl if they get through the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners beat them twice this year. Once 31-17 early on, and another time in Week 18 when they had their backs against the wall and they had to get to the playoffs. Had to have a win to get to the playoffs. I thought they were out. Again, they made a comeback against the Rams. Here's the difference to me. San Francisco and Debo Samuel have some really, really good stuff. They motion pre-snap more than any team in the league, and that's a Kyle Shanahan thing. Cooper Cup is incredible. I think he should be up there with the best wide receiver in the game, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Uh, There's been a lot of talk about, and I I really shouldn't talk about this, but there's a lot of talk about, we should no longer just compare him to a bunch of white receivers. I think that's a fair shout, but I can't really talk to that. And then you have Matthew Stafford who has beaten the goat. Like Tom Brady is out. And here's my deal is both of these teams are coming off emotional wins where the Rams showed some holes late in the fourth quarter And I think the San Francisco 49ers just do enough. They're just annoying enough to get through the Los Angeles Rams at home. Again, I don't think, this is just me, I don't think home Super Bowls are fair. I know we've only had one in the Super Bowl history, and I don't think the Chiefs, if they have a full offensive line uh, last year, lose that game. But again, I think the San Francisco 49ers are good enough to win the game. They're three and a half point underdogs. I'm going to take the points. This is a 50 50 split right now, by the way. Odd Shark has it as a four point game right now. So 23 19 Rams is what their models have. I'm going to go San Francisco. I They seem like a team of destiny, uh, at least to get to the Super Bowl. I know wild cards don't do it that often. This would be the one of the greatest wild card weekend teams to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, by greatest, I mean like least likely to. But I think that defense is sticky. I would love to see a rematch of Jimmy G and Patrick Mahomes. You guys let me know what you think over on Instagram and on Facebook at Classic Plastic Podcast. I cannot wait uh, for this weekend's action. Glad you guys could tag along for this episode. Again, uh, big shout out to Coach Z Fitness, PodMatch.com, Poddex, and Say by Christ Apparel. If you guys would like to, go over to YouTube. Type in Classic Plastic Podcast and subscribe to the Shorts channel. First video coming up tonight over there. You guys are the best. It's good to be back. Uh, it's been a... I turned in my final today for seminary, uh, one of my classes. There's other things going on, so thank you guys for all the support out there. I really do appreciate it. Also, over on the Instagram and Facebook, just one last pitch. That's my last pitch. Um go click the link in the last post that I made where I say help a brother out because I am in a contest again, uh, trying to win some money for the podcast. So if you want to see more quality, maybe even a video setup uh, coming, I got to have some money for it first and I cannot afford a full video setup. So what you need to do, go over and click the link. Just say something nice about the show. Like, what do you like about the show? Uh, would love for you guys to do that again. Love you guys. Can't wait to talk about football again next week with you guys right here on the Classic Plastic Podcast, and I will see you guys later. Feeling better than I ever been. Cairo in his bag. This beat is heaven sent. Back up in my element. New whip trunk up in the front. I whip an elephant. It's all limited That's how you move when you the president. You. Offstream, off stream. treat them like my last name disrespecting you just signed a check for a long day appetizing rappers you will never be an entree really you a condiment and i hope y'all follow this crazy how people with the most money like the common sense batman over got them how-